For this very high-class, highbrow audio podcast, we hired the finest British announcer to introduce the program. By most estimates, there are more than 283 multilingual people in this world. The Leonard boys are not counted among these. Instead, they belong to a much larger, less exclusive group, the monolinguals. And so, our heroes are engaged in the tireless pursuit to master the many nuances of the English language, their native tongue. To do this, they must navigate the intricacies of its definitions and qualifications. How many rocks are there? What counts as a rock anyway? Isn't sand just really small rocks? Anything is fair game when you're indulging absurdity. Hello and welcome to Absurdity Indulgence. I'm Davis Leonard. And I'm Joel. And Joel, I, I feel like um, I've been listening back to some of our stuff and I feel like I've not been introducing the, the podcast as well as I could have been. Okay. We've really been we've really been hitting the ground running. Okay. So, uh, so just a little gener- generic... So uh, let's keep at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I feel like if anybody you know starts listening to the podcast at this point, they don't really know what's going on. Okay. So just like a, a quick like... <laughs> Uh, there's a podcast about uh, the unwritten rules of the universe and attempting to write them down. All right. <laughs> for you and your benefit. Perfect. And everyone's benefit, and everyone's really. benefit. How many, if you, if you have a podcast that you like, how many slots are you willing to go back? Like, you mean, well, well, you, you mean to do an intro? No, like, I'm saying, like, in, in a, if you discover one and you're like, hey, I like this, I should listen to all of them. Oh, oh, there's only seven. I'll totally listen to seven of them and get to here. Mm. But it's like, oh, there's 407. Hmm. Because, like, personally, I'm not deterred by 407. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess I we're going to start in 2011 because I'm listening to all of them if I like it. There, <laughs> there are podcasts that have been around a long time that I got into way late and have gone back to the beginning and started. Mm-hmm. And there are others that, same situation, and I'm like, nah. So I really, I guess it just depends on how much of the podcast <laughs> I want to listen to. Because okay. if, if I start like on a week and I don't go back at all, I've only got a week's worth of podcast to listen to. If it's really good, I want to listen to more of it. So I can go back from there and get more. Right. Or if I'm fine with a week at a time, I don't I don't need more than one episode but, a week. But you'll, you'll still back. listen to like the present ones. Right, right. Even yeah. Though... So like, so I, I think this ep- this show is good for... Once a week, that's how much of it I want to listen to. It's coming out at that rate. Great. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, you know, back up at all. Sometimes I get one that, ooh, I want to listen to another episode right now. Fortunately, here I, they all are. Yeah, yeah, you have to go back. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I would give it a hard number of. Mm, well, that was fifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Let's see. I, I have this where it's like, oh. What if they have, like, an inside joke or, like, a long-running joke that only makes sense if you start at number one? It's like, guys, I gotta start at number one. Better safe than sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll just, you know, sit through those parts where, where they... <laughs> where I assume other people are laughing. <laughs> well, no, I just... I, I also want to say, encourage, like, hey, if you're listening to this, go back to number one. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so <laughs> you have a disclaimer every time you make an inside joke. And if you didn't get that, <laughs> yeah. I encourage you to listen to episode 203. You need you need like a uh not a spark notes, but like a <laughs> not not like a specific one. You, you need to you need to listen to like you need to start at 1. I'm not going to cuz I I also am not going to be like, "Oh yeah, from episode 203." It's going to be like, "No, I don't know. It, it was years ago." <laughs> Just go to episode 1 and right. listen through. But <laughs> really covering your bases there. What would be the exactly. equivalent of of a podcasts footnotes because that's what you would need you would need some footnotes to have all your references covered it's i mean i don't see it very much anymore but early on podcasts used to have especially like extensively done podcasts that weren't you know just somebody like turning on a microphone like here's my thoughts on the universe (laughs) but like podcasts with you know reason they would they would have links to stuff in the description and so like okay here's, you know it's like here's my reference points or here's these you know things that i talked about and links to that so you can go and check it out so that's where the like footnotes or the liner notes and i guess if you were like if you didn't get what i was talking about when i said you know green crackers are better than purple crackers you need to go to this episode of my podcast <laughs> and listen to that okay so i know that like on spotify there are when you make a comment Mm-hmm. It it will put a little tag on the track bar where you made that comment. Right. So uh, other people can talk about the same stuff at the same spot. You can see in relation to what was happening in the audio. Right. What they're talking about, which I like a lot. Um, but that, you know, I don't know that there's another way to do that. That's not having a separate medium to follow along with I, on while you're listening. And I like that in theory and Spotify does it and SoundCloud does it too. And I like it in theory, and clearly people use it because there's comments there. Yeah, but I also SoundCloud is what I meant. I have no idea if Spotify does that. SoundCloud is <laughs> what I meant. You, thanks for that that fix there, Joel. <laughs> I don't know what Spotify is, but but I also um, I very rarely, as in pretty much never, listen to a podcast while I'm looking at a screen watching it go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, if unless you, I mean, there's no way to not follow along. So maybe there's not a way. If you can come up with a way, though. I think it would be uh... <laughs> pretty, pretty good. <laughs> All right, let's. So that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> that's okay. So remember how we said all that because we're gonna have to do it every episode. <laughs> that's the introduction. For consistency. <laughs> um, last time, previously on, we were discussing uh, what makes a musical. Yes, and that was that was a follow up after I think maybe coffee since coffee was it turned out easy, which. Mm, I, I do want to take a moment to have a follow up on that since okay. we're gonna we're gonna do a pair of episodes. Uh-huh. Uh coffee then music. Twice. <laughs> yes, twice. It'll seem like <laughs> the same episode twice, but it's not. Um real quick, I was discussing it with someone. Um I don't remember where we ended up on coffee, but we were talking about that there needed to be a broad term for w- infused water beverages. Because coffee's really just coffee infused water. Okay. And and tea, and that would be in the same vein as, like, Kool-Aid and Tang. Right. Um, but isn't that also the same as, like, isn't juice mostly water? Right. Uh, but isn't soda mostly water? Is, okay, but those are is, all... Is, 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 the, is the term you're looking for not water? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Your drink options are water and not water? <laughs> Those are those are not. Hmm. 
okay, with juice, uh-huh. I mean, that's that's just straight out the fruit. I mean, if you have freshly squeezed orange juice, that came out as orange juice. That was orange juice the whole time. If it was freshly squeezed. Yeah, the the, the orange juice, did, the orange did that part. Okay. You. But... But the, but the orange is the one that's infusing the water with the orange flavoring. Okay, so if you had made, like, orange-flavored water, and you, you know, had a, a water with an orange slice sitting in it, that would be an infused water. That's no longer juice that is orange-infused water. Okay, but is it that what's happening in the orange before you squeeze it out as orange juice? It's water getting I mean, orange flavoring and nutrients absorbed into it, infused into it, to use your word? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, not water is what you're I, looking I don't, for. I don't know what the specific chemical process is, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like it's adding water to itself instead of adding it to its to water. You know what I mean? It's a flip-flop. But the, the water is what you're trying to get out of it. And just as coffee is water run through beans, this is water run through an orange. Now, water run through the ground and up a root and then into a plant and then into an orange and then out of the orange. But since the orange was last, that's the one that we're going to go with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's essentially the same. Yeah. So water and not water. Yeah. It, you're you're just drinking water. Yeah. It's all water. Yeah, you are. All, all drinks are water. It's just a matter of what flavor water you're having. That's like the most disappointing um, Ripley's Believe It or Not was like this woman who hasn't had water in 40 years and still alive. And they're like, oh, boy, what is this? And it goes and it's like, she only drinks coffee. And I'm like, what? That's <laughs> 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 not nearly as impressive. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you it makes sense since water is what we need to survive. We just found interesting ways to make water more fun to drink. Yep, exactly. That's all we did. <laughs> It's all water. <laughs> so, because it was, it was, huh, this lake tastes different than this lake. I wonder why. Oh, it's because this probably died in that lake. Again, it <laughs> tastes different. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm happy with that. It's all water. But that does bring me back to what you're drinking is not coffee. What you're drinking is water that had coffee in it. You're drinking water. Yes. Um. So what's in the cup is not coffee. Okay. So... To that point, I would like to return to last week and yep. have you help me remember what we decided last week because I don't remember. Uh, I don't either. It sounded so good when I said it. So should I be writing down what our <laughs> answers, answers are? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was the whole point. We're supposed to be writing them down. Oh, they're unwritten and we're supposed to write them down. <laughs> these are the we- these are the unwritten, written, and written rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we like took it all the way to the finish line and then took a left turn. <laughs> <laughs> we just stopped to admire the rib- the ribbon at the end. It's like, ooh, I don't want to break that. It looks nice. <laughs> Strung out across the road like that. Look at this lovely ribbon they put out. <laughs> um. Yeah. All I did was cross it off the list. <laughs> through it we'll just put ribbons through the one <laughs> where we've admired the ribbons <laughs> that way we'll know that that ribbon's been admired that way we'll know where the ribbons were <laughs> i think we said that it's all it was always coffee it's coffee in all the spots yes but that's because but I, something else is something else in all the spots 
and I don't remember what my example was. Mm. Okay, well, we maybe have to do some research of our own material. <laughs> At least I researched other things for the song thing. <laughs> Let's do some self-research. It's the learning process. It's a learning you know, process. This is the we'll learning, get there. This is the learning curve, and this is the part where we're curving the wrong way. <laughs> this is the downslope of the learning curve. Okay, so we'll figure it out. Um, that was the coffee segment. <laughs> Let's get back to music and what a musical is. We have to decide what is a song. Yes. So... Um, I did some research on this. Okay. Uh, this is the last time we spoke. And so here, here's what's wild to me about the established definition of a song. Because I, I looked at several different definitions. Because I looked at one, I was like, hey. and then it was weird. And so I looked at another one. They all had this same consistency. So hmm. a song, according to every definition that I could find, has to involve the human voice in some capacity. What? Has to be sung because it's a song. <laughs> That's just what is that just a big middle finger to <laughs> classical music? Classical music are pieces or movements. They're not songs. Oh. Right? Oh. Because you sing songs. Oh my Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We can work with that. I know, right? I like it a lot actually. <laughs> I'm glad somebody wrote that definition I know, down. It's a beautiful forest. <laughs> Who did that writing down? We should hire them. <laughs> the dictionary. <laughs> Wait, there's a place that all these definitions are written down? What are we doing? Well, because that, that, okay. that was my exact first thought. I was like, I read something, something, something. <laughs> Usually sung by the human voice. I'm like, well, that's that's a weird thing to put in there since there's all this music that's specifically not. So I look it up somewhere else and they're like, all the human voice, human voice, something with lyrics. And I was like, yeah, okay. huh. So, last time when I was talking about the music setting a mood, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily always true, because you can do that with music, it's just not a song. Right. Oh, that helps a lot, actually. So, your favorite song can't be classical music. Right. And if your favorite song were, air quotes, classical music, you weren't calling it your favorite song, because it's your <sighs> favorite piece. Right, right. So, but but if, if you say, hey, what's your favorite song, and they say Beethoven's Fifth Symphony to sound smart and snooty... They're really <laughs> revealing themselves. <laughs> How foolish they are. Okay, so what... Oh, that solves a really huge problem for me, actually. Okay. Um, because my... What I was working with was that uh, a a note is just an elongated tone. Okay. And that I think I thought you would you would need that portion of it, like, to be music for it to be a song. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remembered stomp is, like, 100% percussive. Right. And there's no elongated notes there. It's all rhythmic. And if that's a song or not, and it's not, which <laughs> solves that for me. <laughs> because they're not singing. Because otherwise, my issue was like, you've got rap and hip hop, but uh, that is clearly different than like spoken word poems. That's like spoken word poems are, you could argue, acapella rap and hip hop. But um, I didn't like that. I, I, I Like, I don't think that they are songs. And it and I was my problem was that they didn't have that elongated note that elongated tone uh, accompanied with it essentially. Okay, so so with spoken word poetry, um, mm-hmm. that that that's an evolution of like poetry for years and years was meant to be read. You were supposed to, mm-hmm. and, and so spoken word poetry is poems that are meant to be performed. 
Like you, you can read them, but they are written in a way that that, that in the in the writer's mind these will be performed before people, and that's that's I think the easy difference between like the de- definition of what spoken word poetry is, which right. to me puts it a lot closer to some sort of song because it does have that performance aspect of it, whereas mm-hmm. like most lyrics you can write down like here you go this is the song and i can hold it and i can read it but that's not the medium i was intended to consume it in even though i can now be like oh yeah i know that song i read it right okay and so like yes you know but that's not you you, you didn't do it right you didn't consume the media right and yeah. so spoken word poetry is in that same thing it's like yes you can absolutely read this poem but it is meant to be you're meant to absorb it through performance. Okay. Whereas just poetry, you are meant to absorb it through reading. Um, okay. And and you can do a performance of a poem that was meant to be performed through reading, but that doesn't mm-hmm. negate... And, and, and the poetry that looks like things, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, where the, it's all in the... Essentially the, the page layout or the publishing. Right. That is poetry that has to be read to... to Right. Absorb the full context, I guess? To, to absorb sure. everything the poem is intending to offer you. It has right. to be read. It's not... You You then, for that, will lose Somebody something. Somebody reading that to you, yeah, you don't... Yeah, you'll lose something, yes. So, for that reason, I would put spoken word a lot closer to songs. Now, taking... If, if you give me any, like, random, what is this? Is it spoken word or is it... I was like, that, that, that is, like... Once you get into what genre is this, right? Genres are already incredibly messy. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with like Old Town Road was like hip hop, yeah, and also country, and like, it was on the country charts, and they took it off, and right, yeah, and, and and like you're like okay, that that's both things. Um, it's really so it's uh, Star Wars. If, if you if I could take it into movies for a second, Star Wars sure. is a science fiction movie. It's got robots and lasers, and then right. there are people who say that's not a science fiction movie. It's a fantasy movie because. You know, it doesn't have hard science that, you know, things are done through magic and the force is magic and there's wizards. And so it's fantasy. He's like, well, yeah, that's also right. It is sci-fi because there's robots and lasers, but it's also fantasy. It's like, it's also an adventure movie. So if you want to put it in the adventure genre, you're not wrong. It's also a family movie or a children's movie because if you put it there, you're not wrong to do that. So genres are or can be messy and muddled. Right. And, And to say this is lives in this genre because of X, Y, and Z doesn't mean this can't be in this secondary genre because of a different X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I think the thing with genres, though, is, like, there's so much overlap between the genres themselves of, like, Mm -hmm. what constitutes that genre. Right. That I would be hard-pressed to think of a movie that is only one genre. I mean, there's not because, like, black and white is a genre to some people. <laughs> um, I wouldn't, I, not to me. No. <laughs> that is a descriptor of the film. <laughs> hmm. At some point, black and white became an art choice in in your film. And so... When it wasn't a, 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 the only option, you mean? When it wasn't the only option and when it wasn't chosen specifically because of budgetary reasons okay so for for a long time it was still cheaper to film in black and white and this is up through like clerks in 94 is in black and white because it's cheaper to make a black and white movie in 94 than a color movie okay so it's shockingly recent but okay (laughs) 
Well, it just it's cheaper to you know process the film. I mean, well, yeah, it's cheaper to print. It's cheaper to print in color now, or no, not color in black, in and, black white. and white. It's now. cheaper to print in black and white now. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't until digital became such a predominant, you know, media where it was literally a, a click thing. Right. Um, so it's, it's the actual printing that involves. Right. Cost. But Young Frankenstein is in black yep. and white due to artistic choices. Uh, Sin City is in black and white and selective coloring right. due to artistic choices. Uh, the artist is obviously in black and white due to artistic choices. Right. I mean, and obviously those three movies are nowhere near the same genre. <laughs> Right, and that's why I don't think that black and white is a genre that they're in. That I mean, it's a descriptor of what the movie looks like. It's it is. Not... It is a descriptor of the movie, of what the movie looks like. But I do think it informs you some bit of intent on the filmmakers, which is what a genre is supposed to do: is to give you expectations prior to seeing the movie. This is a comedy. This is a romance. This is a tragedy. Sure, I don't think. Just knowing that it's in black and white has a standard enough intention to provide that context. Hmm. Because there's so many reasons for it to be in black and white, if it's an artistic choice, that it doesn't give you any viable information. Okay. That's like saying there are no words in this movie. Right. (laughs) I mean, okay. (laughs) That doesn't, just because it's, I wouldn't say that silent film is a genre. Okay, well, people absolutely argue that silent film is a genre. I, I don't know that it is. I don't I don't think I d- agree with that. Okay, okay. Even within even with the necessity, silent movies have a, have a different yet universal to them tone of like a, a larger amount of a, a sense of more exaggerated acting um, mm-hmm. and and things. So so there there are similarities in silent movies just by virtue of them being silent movies that existed well into you know okay because. With the transition from silent movies into talkies, there were right. lots and lots of silent movies that were intentionally silent, not because of budgetary reasons, because this story should be told as a silent movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they eventually evaded... Evaded? What's the word for got less? They, they eventually waned in popularity. Yeah. Um, Decreased. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a word that sounds like evaded. <laughs> That that is somewhere that, that that has a similar meaning, and I can't think of what it was. So right. we're going with decreased. <laughs> they eventually decreased in popularity, but that happens with genres. Same thing happened with westerns, right? So, but now I'll say Fantasia is not does not have no words, but a, I can foresee a similar type of movie being made where mm-hmm. it is just music in the movie. It's not, and there's there's no there's no songs. Correct. It's just music. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be words in the movie. Actually, I take that back. Ava Marie is 100% in the end of Fantasia, which does have words in it. So there is one song in Fantasia. Ave Maria's in Fantasia? Yeah, at the very end. It's Ave Maria. Which segment is that? After uh, Night on Bald Mountain. Right. That's that's the big scary one. Yeah. What's what's the segment, though? What's I'm going to remember by the animation, not the music, for sure. It's the same segment. You remember Chernbog... Like the the bell dongs and oh, it's, like oh. bows back and then there's like oh. some people walking through the woods and oh, like yeah, a yeah, new yeah. day gone. That one. Ave Maria plays during that? Yeah, so like Nine on Bald Mountain segues into that. Okay. And that's the last bit of the movie. Hmm. Well, either way, I I think the the choices for whether or not 
there are words or color in your mm-hmm. in your p in your piece of art does not det- I don't think it would determine a genre. I I will I will go to bat stronger for silent because there are so many instances of I am a silent movie director just like I'm a horror movie director. I make silent films uh with silent film stars. But, and I mean that's that was just a a not crutch but like it it's it wasn't a choice then that they are all like that. There are, they all have their own actual genres. They just, all movies were silent back then. Like it was not a genre then. It was just, those were movies. Okay. Yes. It can't become a genre. Hmm. Just because technology got better. Mm, okay. How about this? Are animated film genres? I don't know that I would say animated is a genre. The, the tools used to make the movie, I don't think determine its genre. I think genre needs to specifically be about the story. Okay. Do you know the new Lion King movie that came out? Yes, I'm aware of it. Is that an animated movie or a live action movie? That is an animated movie. All right. And I hate and I hate that everyone called it the live action Lion King because it is 100% animated. But you are arguing that it's live action right now. How am I arguing that? Because if the tools to make the movie are only there to be tools to make the movie, then the animated aspects of the movie are only because that is the best, easiest, and clearest way to make a live-action Lion King. Does that make sense? No. All right. Not in the least. All right, here, I'm, I'm going to argue that it's a live-action Lion King movie for a second. Okay, go. All right. Is the Scooby-Doo movie a live-action movie? The live-action Scooby-Doo. The, 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 I'm not, not a trick question. Right, the, right. The right. With, with Freddie Prince Jr. Yes, that one. I... Don't know how I would describe that. Um, I mean, the same thing with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's it's a mixture of animation and live action. Okay. Um, yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is, but Scooby Doo is different. Um. <laughs> However, now that I, okay, I'm gonna jump ahead of you real quick because I okay. feel like I know where this might be going. Okay. So much like like the Golden Compass, or uh-huh. or or um, what's the newer version that was good? His for, Dark Materials. Not, not, yeah, His Dark Materials are people, live people, interacting with CGI. It's animated stuff, but you would still consider it a live-action movie. Right. And then you just keep plucking away at the live people, you know, uh, Planet of the Apes, all that, all this, all the... uh, Ooh. Okay, maybe not Planet of the Apes, because there was a person acting. That was was motion capture. Uh Uh-huh. But anyway, there are are plenty of movies that have a full-on CGI, fully uh, digital artist's animation of a CGI character... Right. That interacts with live action people. Right. And is that live action or is it animated? And it, it's mostly all movies now that have animated portions of it. Right. So, I mean, because there's, you you can watch like, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a, it was a sizzle reel for a VFX studio to be like, you know, hire us because mm-hmm. this is what we do. And they worked on like Grey's Anatomy. And you're like, why does yeah. Grey's Anatomy need this? And it's just because it's easier to shoot on a back lot and put yeah. a city behind it. Mm-hmm. And, and to then to actually have to set up that kind of stuff. So in Scooby Doo, if it had been easier to train a dog to talk and walk on its hind legs and wear a hat and sunglasses and everything, that's what they <laughs> would have done. <laughs> right. They, they they put a CGI character in there because that was easier to do. It was an easier tool to use the CGI for that. I I will say that is not guaranteed. That's what they would do. But yeah, most likely that's what they would do. Right, right. Because so, sometimes, sometimes they do something that is more difficult to push the medium rather right. than. But in in that case, the the CGI was there as a tool to be able to get right. get the yes. dog performance that they wanted. 
We can assume that. And, and you can take that up through, you know, Avengers. If it was easier to hire an eight-foot-tall purple man to play Thanos, mm-hmm. they would have done that, since they couldn't find one. <laughs> <laughs> they had to hire Josh Brolin and use digital and effects. Say, do your best. <laughs> use digital effects to make him an eight-foot-tall purple man. Um, mm-hmm. To that end, if it had been easier to teach lions to talk and act out Hamlet. That's what they would have done to create that movie. The animation in that movie was only used as a tool, not as an artistic medium, to make the live-action movie more believable, more more visual, to to achieve what the live-action could not. Okay. So the the, the animation of that movie was not an artistic choice. It was a technical choice. Okay. Now, in using your example, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that animation is not a technical choice. It's an artistic choice to further the story. If it had been easier to train a bunny to do all of that stuff, they still would not have done that because the point was that that was a cartoon character doing those cartoon things. Right. Sure. And in other live action animated hybrids in Page Master, in Mm -hmm. uh, Cool World... Um, mm-hmm. I don't I'll, know what Cool World is. It's another humans interacting with cartoons movie. Um, I will trust you. <laughs> also in like Sin City, um, mm-hmm. which the, the the animated aspect of it is an artistic choice to make it look more like the, the comic book. panels of the pages. Yeah. Um, all of those animated elements of those movies right. are there to be animated. Are there because the animation visually and stylistically is what artistically wants to be done. And... The Avengers in Dark Materials and in Lion King, the animation is only there because that's the easiest and most effective way to get the live action to look the way they want. Okay. So because of that, Lion King is a live action movie just with that lot of CGI effects in it. And it's it's the one that stepped over the threshold and I'm like, and it's all, all CGI. Yeah. Okay. How does that change my, or, or, or how does that make me saying an animated movie is not a genre false? So what I'm saying, what I'm saying that you're saying is, <laughs> my argument of what uh-huh. you're saying is your argument, right? Is that if you only view animation as a means to make the movie instead of a genre and how to tell a story, that makes Lion King unquestionably a live action movie. I think you made a really good case for it just now, John. <laughs> that Lion King's a live action movie. I might be fine with that. <laughs> Okay. If you are, I mean, I, I, will, I will concede that. If you are okay with the Lion King live action movie being a live action movie. Yeah, I think, I think I might be actually. Now that, now that you have laid it out in that, in such a way and the fact that the intention is to be realistic, mm-hmm. then sure. I have only seen it once and I don't remember a lot from it. There may be some other arguments in there that I might change my mind again, just because there are animation techniques. Mm-hmm. That if used in this, the intention was not to be as real as possible. I mean, given that it's talking animals. Um, but, like, Homeward Bound has, air quote, talking animals in it. Right. Um, I don't think they move their mouths, but... They don't. They're just, they're just talking through voiceover. Yeah. But that's because that's the easiest thing to do for an Incredible Journey right. movie at the time. Right. If they were to remake The Incredible Journey now, I almost guarantee you it would be CGI animals. Right. But, like, okay, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think... What? What movies have had, you know, 
animals move in their mouths. Um, live action animals. Kangaroo Jack and Snow Dogs. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I thought the only part where the the Kangaroo Jack character talked was like during some like yeah dream sequence. Yeah, he was like hallucinating or it got hit on the head or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what the kangaroo talked in Kangaroo Jack. Or okay, but th- those were you know I think both of those were done with computers. I know Kangaroo Jack was. Yeah. I don't remember with Snow Dogs. So are you talking about that, or are you talking about Mr. Ed, the talking horse, where they just put peanut butter in put the horse's butter. mouth? Um, I wasn't, but but it, it does lead to, like, um, there's, a I think, a difference between that, you get it to look like they're moving their mouths, and that's all you're doing just to get it to match lines. Right. Or are, are, are their animation techniques of, like, uh, you know, buggier eyes for surprise or... or you know, I don't know. Right. Anything, so the, anything cartoony, <laughs> essentially. There's, there's a book called The Illusion of Life, um, or The Illusion of Movement. I think it's The Illusion of Life. It's uh, put out by some of the nine old men, like the original animators of Disney, and right. they lay out, I think, nine elements of animation. And there's like mm-hmm. squash and stretch and stuff that are yeah, like, yeah, that's the classic technique, squash and, stretch, and like intending, intended movement, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. or broadcasting right. movement. So. Using any of those techniques, if they're used in the new Lion King, I would say that it's animated because you are employing the techniques of animation. You are not using, you're not digitally recreating life to be natural. And I, I and I, if I remember, I feel like uh, the new Lion King movie was trying to just be realistic and they just happened to move their mouths when they talk. Yes, I, I believe it was. Um, now, I think that some of those animation techniques are in basically any CGI performance. Even if you give like a motion capture, part mm-hmm. of the direct, if, if you're, a, I think a good CGI director is going to say, you need to do this extra little bit of movement that's probably unnatural, but it will help mm-hmm. convey what your character is about to do. Thanks to, and that's why you get the same people directing CGI heavy movies or acting in them right that's why i understand that that's why Gollum and king kong and caesar are all the same actor that's why john favreau who directed the lion king just came from the jungle book mm. and and so there I, I do think that there have to be some elements of yeah i'd have to watch it again and really pay attention and see if those elements are used in there and it very well might be that they are and that's why it was received so well or or not Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the movie you're talking about, um, or ha- why it looks so good mm-hmm. and seems natural, even though it won't be just because that's not how animals act. Right. Essentially. Because they're having to give life to these characters, a personified life to these characters that would not be if they were tr- trying to be as realistic as possible. But I don't know where I would draw that line as far as how much animation technique can they use before me- I consider it an animated movie. Right. I, I, okay, like so if there's if there's a hammer involved, if anyone gets squashed by a large mallet, <laughs> it's gonna be animated. It's an animated movie, yeah. Um, so it's easy to be like, that's a fully animated movie. There's no live action. Everything was done on a computer or on paper, right? Um, and then the the like first little tiny baby step into live action is like this is all completely animated, but there was some motion capture done mm-hmm. to help this. Actually, there's 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 a bit in between there. Where Disney animators would film live action stuff and then animate it, like using that as 
reference. Reference. And I'm, right. I'm still saying that's totally like light reference models have been in animation for everything. And the second you start being like, well, that looks like that real person. Wait a <laughs> like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just to be clear what I'm not arguing. Yeah. It's not that. But then like, yeah, there's motion catch. Okay. And then there's like, oh, well, there's like one live action character you know, interacting in this cartoon world and like, and it gets all the way to, you know, oh, there's no effects. This is, you know, clerks. Right. Um, so on the question of what is a musical, mm-hmm. the answer is <laughs> the live action Lion King movie is live action. I'm glad you could sort that out for everyone. <laughs> Just a- a long way to get to right where everybody is. <laughs> and I think everyone will be satisfied with that conclusion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the reason we were trying to determine what a song is, uh, I don't even remember now, because the question was that if High School Musical was a musical because we needed to know... So many of the, the songs, songs... they were singing... Yeah, so many of the songs they were singing were a part of the plot rather than... Uh, so many of the songs they were singing devices. were songs in the plot. Right, right. They were not storytelling devices. They were right events that happened in the story. Right, and and so and and part of the argument was you have to have more than one song to be a musical because movies like or that was Beetlejuice the movie is not a musical even though there is a spontaneous right. choreographed song. Um, same for Five Hundred Days of Summer. Okay. Uh, same for the mask. Yeah, there's Cuban Pete in there. Mm-hmm. Where? Yeah. There is there is a inexplicable song and dance number happening in the movie. Here it is, and then you know, and that's it. But I would not consider any three of those to be a musical. Right. However, at what point does it become a musical? Right. And so I was trying to not just pick a number. Right. Of more than one. Um. But rather those songs have to serve as a storytelling device. Because mm-hmm. um, the ones the ones that you've mentioned, I haven't seen 500 Days of Summer, but the uh, Beetlejuice and The Mask, they are, again, in there as a joke. Here's here's a goof. Right. They, do not, they, don't, they don't express any emotion as far as the character working through any conflict. But they, they are both there to serve as a plot. The Mask uses that to get away from the police. And Beetlejuice uses that to try and right. then fail to scare the Deeds out of the house, but then right. also announces the presence of ghosts in the house with that song. Right. But like you're saying with High School Musical, those are songs that happened. Those are events that happened in the plot. Those are not storytelling devices. Okay. In 500 Days of Summer, it yes. happens in a dream sequence or fantasy sequence. I can't speak to it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm letting you know that, <laughs> but I'm 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 pretty arguing just like one of the big songs in Oklahoma. Mm, the uh, the dream sequence. You yes, <laughs> <laughs> aptly named so, the whole end of Act One. Is that end of Act One? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> I don't. Um, know. It's very long. But my 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 point is that like this is an acceptable song from a musical. Although is there singing in the dream ballet in Oklahoma or is it all I think mm, dance? I think it might all be dance. Mm. No, it starts with it starts with a song, doesn't it? Okay. Aren't they singing about the thing she's drinking? She's drinking some sleep potion. And she... <laughs> That's a weird musical, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very weird musical. 
But like that was that was a, that was a thing that was wild. Was like in the there was like a twenty minute dance or ballet number in the middle of a song. Yeah, singing in the rain had it. American in Paris had it as well. I don't remember now why we needed to define what a song was. Because we couldn't decide if Cool Beans was a song from Hot Rod. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which I believe mm. it is. Yeah, it might be. Which would? But I think I think it, I I don't know. I feel like I can go back. I can go back to that. Is not that's something that happened. Mm-hmm. They did that, and it's not a storytelling device used to express emotion or uh, give insight to a character's thoughts. Why is Cool Beans? not and any song in high school musical is um i would say cool beans is not because it's just two dudes yelling cool beans at each other but it is showing that they are past their fight and emotionally on the same page as friends and brothers again which i think it does I as don't... well and succinctly as <laughs> <laughs> high school musical like, like as good as we're all in this together shows that they are past their fight and are now all in this together at the end of the movie. <laughs> I don't know that. Mm, I don't. That seems dangerous to go into. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know that the Cool Beans song seems necessary. I think we got it after they said Cool Beans, Cool Beans before the song started. Okay, but yeah, but then like, but I don't think why that's, is a whole song necessary for we're all yeah, in this together? Yeah, that's dangerous to say. <laughs> There's plenty of songs I'm sure that were not necessary. Um, I cannot articulate uh my thoughts on it so i will sing them Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know i just uh... i mean if you can't come up with a reason you have to either say that hot rod is a musical or that two songs isn't enough for a musical because we, we get we get you have to sing a song that takes out the punch dance sequence. It does, it does, which that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but you're down to you, you still got two songs, so either two songs isn't enough. Which like I almost I my arbitrary number is five, and I don't know why. I think it's because there's five in a lot of Disney movies. <laughs> Maybe four. This might have to be a pin, Joel. We've already pinned this one once. No, well, we we came back to it immediately, mm-hmm. um, sort of. Um, <laughs> With a this might be coffee interlude. Yeah, yeah. This might be an extended pin of, as in, like I have to consider uh, Hot Rod a musical for now <laughs> until I can come up with something else. Okay, okay. <laughs> like that much of a pin. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of okay with Hot Rod being a musical. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's not the worst conclusion. <laughs> All right. I mean, All right, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm not going to fight that. If, if Hot Rod's a musical, High School Musical is definitely... You've saved High School Musical. It's now definitely Oof. a musical. And it was worth it. <laughs> so, so yes. We, we can't say High School Musical is a musical if Hot Rod is a musical. All right. Good. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, okay. Until uh, another discussion <laughs> proves otherwise, I, okay. I think that's where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> that works for me, I guess. Great. All right. Um, I think that's all I got then. All right. Sounds that's good. good for us. Uh, bye, guys.
Absurdity Indulgence is recorded in front of a live studio cat.